Hi there ladies. You've tuned into Fierce and Fearless, the podcast that's all about empowering you, the modern unstoppable woman. And I'm Sonali and I'm Zoe. Joining you to dive headfirst into real raw conversations about everything that matters to you. From the roller coaster ride of motherhood to the adrenaline rush of fitness and nutrition. The hustle bustle of entrepreneurship and the undeniable importance of mental health. As we navigate through the sisterhood journey, we are all set to debunk myths, challenge norms and get really candid about everyday highs and lows of womanhood. So whether you're squeezing in an episode during your morning workout, during your well-deserved coffee break, or after tucking the kids into bed, you're welcome. This is your time. It's us together. Hi there, fierce and fearless family. This is Zoe Modgill, your go-to for all things fitness and nutrition. How's everyone doing today? Because I need you to strap in because we are diving into the wild and wonderful and often misunderstood world of pregnancy and exercise. And listen up, this subject is so close to home right now for me because I'm literally weeks away from welcoming my second baby into this world so believe me I've got some skin in this game okay for today's episode we're excited to share our insights we're zeroing in on the do's and don'ts of exercise and pregnancy we're breaking myths answering your queries and laying down some real talk so if you're expecting thinking about it or you're just plain interested today's episode is just for you stay tuned because we've got some real gems to share during this one ah the myths the little stories that could big cause us big big problems hi everyone sonali sarogi singh here and i'm your bridge between motherhood entrepreneurship and living your best life so you're just right today's episode is one i wish i could listen to before embarking on my pregnancy journey We've got so much information that's not only going to empower you but also equip you with all the tools you need to make informed decisions throughout your pregnancy. The essence of our Fierce and Fearless mission has always been about empowering you to take charge of your bodies and lives. And there's no better time to do this than when you're preparing to bring a new life into the world, trust me. Today it's all about those age-old myths and misconceptions surrounding pregnancy and exercise and don't miss our next episode because that is separately going to deal with all postpartum issues. And yes, this is a two-fold episode because let's face it, there's enough to worry about when you're pregnant with an adding unfounded fears into the mix. We want you to have the confidence and all the information to shape your own pregnancy. just the way you want to actually so we're here not to just give you resources but also emotional support motivation and the real talk about what really to accept over the next 9 months cuz honestly cuz you know we are just really looking to change the entire narrative around pregnancy and exercise honestly i've had a lot thrown at me being my second pregnancy and being in the limelight on instagram Let's create an environment where there's no judgment, there's no shaming and definitely no unnecessary criticism. Because being in my line of work, I've had it all through both pregnancies like I said, and this time instead, let's champion healthy, active pregnancies and stand by each other as we navigate through this incredible journey. Now, before we get into the list of myths that we want to tackle today, We want to outline the basics of our findings and some very important backed up research regarding the benefits of exercise for both mum and baby. We just want to put it plain and simple out there. So, we're going to begin with completely facts that are overlooked but are super important. And in our experience and research, we have found that the next 3 topics are important takeaways. I'm going to start with the first one. Your birthing process is probably completely lacking of any kind of preparation and i can assure you that this is true because every time i visit the doctor i get no guidance regarding preparing for my birth of my baby right when it comes to pregnancy the actual birthing process itself believe it or not has much more preparation involved than most of us actually realize and it's not just a sprint it is a marathon here in india especially We are hardly made aware of what to expect like I just said. During the 9 months and at birth, the shocking part that we have found is that the modern woman's average preparation time spent 
in this life-altering 12 to 24-hour labor that you are about to entail on stands shockingly close to zilch, right? Literally nothing. Ladies, we literally probably spend more time choosing our Netflix binge than preparing for our most significant event of our lives. Can you believe that? There are no classes recommended, no books, nothing per se, at least not to me. I mean, it's absolutely mind-blowing, right? I mean, we put hours into training uh, for a marathon or picking our car or picking the pram we want for a newborn. But when we actually want to prep for the birthing process, yeah, it's just a few Lamas classes and maybe reading a book or two, you know? So no one in their right mind would run a marathon without the training. So why would you go through this marathon, this life-changing experience without it? So that's what we're going to sound the alarm on and why preparation is non-negotiable for all moms. Nutrition and exercises are absolutely key. So the impact, the problem is that the impact of our modern lifestyle, which is sedentary, which is basically eating junk food or eating processed food, does not, makes you even weaker to go through a long marathon like labor. So And what's happening, and I think we all can say that around us, is that the amount of natural births is just on a decline. Everyone's having a C-section, an emergency, or they're actually choosing to go through, you know, where you pick your own time and have a C-section. But regardless of how you birth, you should still train your body for the marathon and for what's coming up next so that you're fully prepared for all outcomes. Absolutely. Because honestly, the stats are showing that there's such a rise in maternal exhaustion, C-sections, like you said, Sonali, and even postnatal health issues for both the mom and the baby. So honestly, being truly prepared, both mentally, well, not even both, mentally, emotionally, and physically, is basically going to actually start with exercise and nutrition. These will help you set the foundations right. So whether you're a mom-to-be or you're planning for the future, this episode, now that we know the these points, is going to equip you with what you need to tackle for pregnancy and exercise. So point number two, your main takeaway. We, and just remember that we are going to create and we have the ability to create super babies. So Our kids have already won the genetic lottery by being born to us, right? Without a little boast here and there. So, but let's get them, you know, let them get further. And now we know that there is research by Dr. Clapp that says that they're already practically superheroes when you work out during your pregnancies. The stats are off the charts when it comes to physical conditions at the start of labor and the stress, you know, the amount of stress that these kids can take because you have prepped them for what they're going to go through in the next 24 hours. And research shows that exercising moms basically give birth to many superheroes. These babies are stronger, they're more stress tolerant, as I said, and they're set up for fewer complications during labor. And this is regardless of what method you choose to give birth. So don't forget that all the moms as well benefit, right? They have a more efficient placenta, better nutrient delivery, and even detox benefits. It's incredible because, you know, they are literally born ready. You know, you're not just squatting for you, but you're squatting for your baby's future. And exercise could mean, like you said, Sonali, less time in labor and honestly making you know, just to make sure you, you consult your healthcare provider is important. It's, we're not ruling that out. And especially if they happen to be not pro-exercise, I would say challenge them. I, for one, have done that because the science is very clear and it's out there. It's backed by experts and it's a growing field. And we're here to spread that word for you guys. Exercise during pregnancy is a lifelong advantage for both mom and your baby. And ladies, getting that sweat on safely and smartly is the best way to shape your kid's future. Absolutely correct. So now we have the last one before we go into our myths, the mommy benefits, exercising for a better pregnancy and labor. So Dr. Clapp's research shows that moms that exercise have a 35% lower need of pain relief during labor. That's amazing, right? That's huge. And given the potential complications uh, from epidural, like nausea, nerve damage, exercising is like, you know, training for the big day. It helps your body adapt to stress, thereby making you more resilient through labor. Yep. And you want to couple that with a trio of some serious feel-good hormones, which honestly, just they're not just there during pregnancy. They are there through all types of exercise, right? The first one, let me see if I can pronounce it right, is catecholamines. 
okay? Which is when you exercise, you train your adrenaline glands to produce these energy-boosting hormones efficiently. Then you've heard it, endorphins. These are natural painkillers and they make you more resilient to pain, which is another insane one. And oxytocin, which I'm sure you've heard on, which is the love hormone and it aids in labor progression, aids in labor progression and emotional bonding. And, uh, you know, let's not forget lowering intervention risks, right? So the so-called intervention domino effect. Exercise has shown that basically it allows you to reduce the need for various interventions such as artificial rupture of membranes, pitocin, induction, and even sort of a C-section. And let's address that there has been a rise in effective C-sections. We've already spoken about it. You know, it's, it's everywhere. So exercise is the game changer. So being fit can even cut down your time and time pressure at the hospital and reduce the likelihood of you needing to be induced or even having to take an epidural. Exactly. Because a lower chance of ending up with a C-section is what you want. You know, mums, your prenatal fitness is crucial for your a smoother birthing experience. And honestly, exercise is your best friend during pregnancy. I can vouch for it. Think of it as a building labor toolkit. Exercise acts as your safeguard. And here are some additional insights that I just want to leave you with. It's not a magic pill. It is science. The first one is exercise can definitely shorten the length of your pregnancy by over a week without increasing the risk of preterm labor. Okay, think about that again. It also makes labor itself easier and shorter, right, as we pointed out. And finally, exercise will help in reducing exhaustion, which means your stamina is up, pregnancy discomforts all the way through the nine months, and even the likelihood of macrosomnia, which is a condition involved with excessive birth weight. So, Lace up those sneakers or not, you know, barefoot is good, mums, because exercise offers you a plethora of benefits and a certified prenatal trainer will be the best guide for you. Okay, I highly recommend that. Exercise really is a win-win for both mum and baby and for impacting your health in general. All right? Yep, there you have it. Just call Zoe, guys. I mean, just don't even think about it. (laughs) (laughs) So all the important Uh, facts you need to know. And let's get to uh, the main part of our podcast which is basically myth busting and seriously yeah seriously debunking the myths around pregnancy and exercises i think there's so much to it so we're going to try and get through we have 10 myths and then we'll go into the rapid fire so go for it zoe myth one myth number one i hear this all the time exercise during pregnancy is dangerous and it can harm your baby all right so this guys is a big one okay how many of you have heard someone say that exercise during pregnancy will harm your baby honestly you can show a virtual of hands because there've been a lot it's an age old myth that keeps us women sitting down when we really should be up and moving let's set the record straight your baby is actually very safe in a cushioned environment Think of it like an amniotic fluid, like a cozy little bean bag chair. It's absorbing all the shocks and movements, so your little one is really snug and secure. The research overwhelmingly will show that in normal pregnancies, exercise is not only safe, but beneficial, as we have pointed out. So, and as Dr. Clapp's research um, says, which has been going on since the 1980s, that exercise isn't just good for the mom, but it's also for the baby. So your future mini-me comes out scoring higher in physical health and intelligence. What goes beyond research is facts. I mean, we all know that India is known to have babies, right? We're an overpopulated nation. And, you know, people in the village, they don't really think so much like we do. Okay, they have two to three to four kids at a time and the women are working. They're either working at home, they're doing all the household chores or they're farming. So they're squatting, they're farming and their bodies just naturally give birth to three or four kids and they're back to work ASAP. So historically, we've seen it. We've just sort of seen it happen around us. It's just that our life into sort of, you know, with the modern indemnities, it's just not kept us um, up to date with being able to squat and have so many babies naturally. You know, let's highlight the term normal pregnancies, because if your doctor has specifically mentioned that you have a high risk pregnancy, for instance, like I did in my first one, I did have partially placenta previa, which means I could exercise just a little bit and knowing what I could do, I was able to sort of take that forward. And I did that. And, you know, you, in certain cases, you can be advised against strenuous exercise, but it's, 
you know, that's not the time to be a rebel. You want to listen to your doctor. But like I said, questioning and understanding is important. And understanding that not being active at all actually has a massive downside. Because I mean, there are honestly various ways to keep moving. Like I said, I for one researched that, found it out, spoke to numerous people. Things like, you know, yoga, walking. It doesn't have to be a high intensity workout. And just knowing that regular exercise during your healthy pregnancy is actually going to really reduce the risks of C-sections, gestational diabetes, and excessive weight gain, which is what you don't want. So, you know, you're essentially not doing it just for you, but you're doing it for your little one. And it's really important that you do that research and you question where needed. And that's a win-win if I've ever heard of one. (laughs) But let's get to know, you know, but let's also know and be cognizant of the fact that you don't want to push so hard that you cannot hold a conversation. Because guess what? Overdoing it can actually reduce the oxygen supply to you and your baby. Oxygen is the life force. So when you're pregnant, you're always breathing for two. So let's not forget to hydrate and, you know, keep our nutrition at par with our level of exercise. And pregnancy already requires you to up your water game. So when you add exercise in the mix, just stay hydrated and well-nourished throughout the process. Honestly, that's, it's called the talk test, which is that you should be able to talk while you're exercising, right? Because, you know, no one wants to deal with cramps. So overheating or the risk of passing out, we don't want those things. So keeping yourself hydrated, like Sonali said, is important. And basically to sum it up with this myth, exercise is not going to harm your baby. We're labeling this one as definitely false, but with asterisks, right? Having your doctors involved is important. Always consult your healthcare provider and listen to your body. Right. We're going to jump into myth too, right? Exercise will just make you more tired. Um, So let's dive into quick science here. When you exercise, you're boosting your blood circulation and, you know, the blood is rich with oxygen. Oxygen, my friends, is that magical element and that can actually make you uh, feel awake. Your brain loves oxygen and I can't count the number of times I've, you know, I've had, I've been sleeping in the morning, but I've gone for a workout and then suddenly I'm like, boom, I feel so good and I feel so awake. So during pregnancy, you need that energy boost because your body gets a lot more tired. And we're not saying go run a marathon, right? We're just saying go out, move, don't push yourself to exhaustion, but don't get too tired and let oxygen make you feel better. For sure, because honestly, I can vouch for this one, you know, because I'm, you know, being pregnant doesn't already come with its own levels of exhaustion, which it does. But I'm also running around behind a small toddler at the same time right now. And on the days where I don't work out, I actually feel a lot more exhausted than on the days that I do work out. Right. And I know that moving my body is super important because, you know, pregnancy you know, no matter how you look at it, it is time for movement. Like we've pointed out, it's not time for extreme sports, but it is time to be active or listening to your body. If you are panting and you can't hold a conversation, it's probably, you know, time to sort of dial back a little bit. And, you know, the point is that you will be left feeling more energized after a workout if done right and done smartly. So there's no need to add unnecessary stress to the mix, but keeping yourself active is important and it will add, not actually take away from your energy levels. Right. I think that one is officially debunked, right? <laughs> and happily so, because your, your body's going to thank you for it. Okay. So myth number three, you can't play sports while pregnant. So I get asked this quite a lot, right? Now, the thing is, this one gets me fired up just a little bit because... Come on. Have you seen these incredible athletes like Serena Williams, for instance, during her pregnancy, even won, okay? She even won her games and a tournament. And the she is honestly, you know, I would say the epitome of, you know, like fierce, fearless mom, okay? She's just having her second baby or she might have already had it. Not to mention someone like Kerry Walsh Jennings. She plays beach volleyball while she was pregnant. These athletes are not just your everyday joggers. They're on top of the game. I can name quite a few who are into CrossFit, for instance, as well. They've trained their bodies and they can handle more rigorous activities, which also is something that I should point out about myself. When you are exercising, when you are pregnant, it's not trying to compete with my level. I, my body's used to something different and trained for, but it is about not having to hang up your sports gear just because you are expecting. You can still participate in what you have been doing. Exactly. I mean, and just talking about tennis. So I'm a big tennis uh, fan, play tennis all my life. And during my pregnancy, I was, I was on the court, you know, all the time. And uh, 
I got pregnant. So I said, you know, a week later, I was picking up my rack and I was going to uh, play. And then the other said, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to go play tennis. He said, why are you going to go play? You're pregnant. I said, so, I mean, I wasn't even a month in, right? And I said, I don't, you know, it's fine. I, I don't think that even in the first, to be honest, at that time, I haven't done so much of research either. But I knew my body felt good. I knew I had to move. I said, this is still my first month. I'm definitely going to go play. And I did play. But, you know, I think after the first two months, it was really tough for me to actually go out. Not because my body couldn't do it, but because mentally, I just didn't know what was right. I didn't know enough, right? That guilt that I put in myself, seeing that, oh, you can't play when you're, you know, can't play tennis or these kind of sports when you're pregnant. And then that's it. You know, that's where... I had to cut off tennis. But obviously, you want to stay clear of high-impact, full-contact sports like rugby or wrestling. But if, you're all, if your body is used to swimming, tennis, golf, or you know, sports like these, you can continue. And there are enough people who have. For sure. Because, you know, this is the myth that you can't play sports is utterly busted, honestly, because you can get out there. You can be active. You just have to be smart about it. Your body and your baby are going to thank you. Playing sports does not have to be off the table at all. You just have to be mindful, consult the pros, speak to a certified trainer, you know, to help you continue what you're doing. And, you know, don't feel the need that you just need to pack up everything that you're doing. So I think that was super important, which brings us on to myth number four. If you didn't exercise before pregnancy, you shouldn't exercise while pregnant. Another one, ladies and gents out there, because I feel like I've lately been getting a lot of men commenting on what I'm doing. If you didn't exercise before pregnancy, you shouldn't while pregnant. Honestly, I don't know where people come up with this stuff from because you don't need a gym membership from before you were pregnant to be allowed to exercise, for instance. And it's never too late to start moving your body. And honestly... When we were taught and trained in this certification of pre and postnatal, we were actually told that if there is any good time, it is now to really get on that bandwagon of being healthy and conscious of our bodies, especially since we are in a position where we are open to change. We are open to learning something new during this time and preparing, right? You don't need to go full throttle. You don't need to sign up for a trialathon, but you can really ease into exercise quite gradually. And that's what we're looking to suggest. So it's all about the small steps, right? No one's saying that go and hit, you know, squat with 50 kgs. Just start moving. I mean, maybe. maybe. <laughs> you know, start with a 10-minute walk three times a week, make it up to 15, whatever it is, but it's about incremental progress. That's all, you know, I think that's that point. Correct, because small steps can really lead to big changes. We're not talking about turning into a CrossFit champion overnight. You can do that later. Come to me. Uh, the goal here is to introduce your body to a routine of something regular, moderate exercise that you can maintain throughout your pregnancy. And you can set these very small goals for yourself because increasing them as you go along or decreasing them depending on how you feel is important. Like we've said many times, healthcare providers are your best friends and knowing yourself what exercise is good for you, you know, what exercises are good for you, asking the right questions, especially if you're new, is completely fine and safe. So utterly, completely and gloriously busted is this myth. Yes. Okay, myth five. If you exercise during your pregnancy means that you are putting yourself before your baby. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. That really needed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're now going to that myth that kind of hurts, you know, us in the feels. It's a notion, sorry, that by exercising, you're putting yourself before your baby, like you don't care about your own child. And it's, you know, it's really heart clenching because it plays into that mommy guilt. The guilt is real. Let's address it. And it's almost as if society wants you to shame, you know, wants to shame moms for taking care of themselves. So here's the thing. The baby is part of you. You are the one giving birth, not them. So taking care of yourself is taking care of your baby. So it's like, you know, it's like an airplane. They always say, put your oxygen mask first and then for your child or your family. So you can't pour from an empty cup, ladies. You got to, you know, you got to fight for this one. Exercise when done right and approved by your healthcare provider is beneficial, like we said, for both you and your baby. And honestly, let's not forget that a happy mom will always make a happy baby. Honestly, exercise and those endorphins will make you feel good. It will create a healthy environment for your baby. And let's honestly, for anyone listening, 
let's make it crystal clear that exercising during pregnancy is not a selfish act. It is a self-care act that benefits you and your little one. And trust me, everyone around you. Because on the days that I don't exercise, nobody wants to talk to me while I'm at home. I just like to re-emphasize over there. I'm not a bundle of joy. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I mean, just take care of yourself. It's a form of love for you and your baby. And you're, you know, you're not just a mom to be that, you know, your definition doesn't change. You are a person who needs to feel good and deserves to stay good and healthy. Right? For sure. If anyone ever honestly tries to guilt you with this myth, I want you to look them straight in the eyes and say that actually by exercising, I'm making sure that my baby and I are both as healthy as we possibly can be. Because your emotional well-being will translate directly into a more stable environment for your baby to grow and thrive in. So if a workout will lift your spirits and take away lots of stress, which it does, and the science says it, then you are doing an excellent job, excellent job in prenatal care because you matter. Myth number six, you can't work your abs during pregnancy because it will harm your body. This one, I'm not going to say is a super easy one for people to accept and understand, but it is a really big one because many will think that they should not work out their abs or core during pregnancy. Firstly and for foremost, most people don't even know what their core is. Okay, they just picture the front belly area that they like to call a big amount of fat, right? But anyway, a lot of moms-to-be worry that working their abs will cause lots of issues. And I think these are issues that do exist, but I think many don't actually know. Things like diastasis recti, which is a splitting of your abdominal muscles. Their pelvic floor takes a lot of pressure. But the truth is that, like I said, they don't even know what their core consists of and what training your core can actually mean. And that it's not actually in the traditional way that you might imagine. So, I mean... You know, of course, there are certain exercises which you shouldn't do and should stop the minute you get to know you're pregnant. But let's not throw the baby out of the bathwater, so to speak. Many core exercises are super beneficial and they make re delivery, recovery, pregnancy, everything easier. And I mean, your core gets the maximum out of hit during that entire process of, I mean, you know, growing a child and giving birth. So let's just not let it hang. <laughs> Yeah, so to say, I also just, you know, want to make really uh, sort of like clear here that when we are in your first trimester, you don't have to just get rid of all your core exercises. There is no direct impact from doing your regular core training onto your baby. Okay, that's number one I want to add in there. Okay, number two is it will, of course, change as your pregnancy progresses. Okay, exercises that will target your transverse abdominus, which is your main ab line down the center, will help to strengthen your core, right? And your pelvic floor can actually help you prepare for what's to come. There are numerous muscles involved in our core. The transverse abdominus is just one of them. Deep breathing exercises is something that I think most people are not aware of, but actually involves your core in totality, right? We want to literally address the elephant in the room, lying on your back for core exercises. Many people say that this is generally good to avoid spending too much time on your back. We will talk about this a little bit later as well, because it can lead to shortness of breath. But you want to just make sure you're not feeling dizzy and having uh, adverse effects and being on your back for some of that time shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. So listen to your body always. Like, I mean, I when I was pregnant, I did after second, third trimester, I found it very hard to lie on my back. It was, you know, so I think, you know, obviously consult your healthcare provider, know that there are many ways to engage your core while being pregnant and you know, who's heard of side planks? I think that's Zoe's mm -hmm. favorite. I get them yeah. every week. <laughs> yeah. Best so way. don't shy away from building that core and know that there are different ways to build the core which are pregnancy friendly and, you know, can be done in an appropriate way with a certified trainer. I think it's quickly really important for me to mention here about how your core, you want to imagine it as a trunk right? It's a circular, involves the lower back, the sides of your body, the front of your body, the bottom, which is your pelvic floor area, which kind of sits at the top. And it also involves just above your ribs, which is your diaphragm, right? It's actually that entire mid torso area. So that entire part is what is involved in, in terms of core and all of it can be trained very appropriately during pregnancy. All right. 
Myth number seven, you must keep your heart rate under 140 beats per minute during pregnancy. Uh, this will probably alarm a lot of people to start up because when I put up my, um, you know, picture of my watch on my Instagram, my heart rate is at 150, sometimes 160 during being pregnant. Now, the thing is that the idea that you must keep your heart rate under 140 during pregnancy did exist because it was originally sort of a guideline, which is in something called where we people who are trained with uh, pre and postnatal, which is called ACOG, which is the American College of Gynecologists, their guidelines in 1985 did state that, right? But we're talking almost four decades ago, right? Things have changed and their new revised guidelines now state in 1994 that our understanding of exercise physiology has changed, especially during pregnancy. And it has evolved. Exercise is good for your heart, your blood vessels, and even helps in reducing the risks of gestational diabetes, which means that your heart rate can indeed go up and above 140. That's amazing. That's just uh, phenomenal research, right? I think the US uh, Department of Health and Human Services actually recommended at least 150 minutes of moderate aerobic activity, activity per week with no specific heart limit for those who are healthy and have uncomplicated pregnancies. So guys, there's no one size fits all rule, right? Of course, you have to have a clean pregnancy. You have to be feeling good and you can um, you can push your bodies and your mind. Totally. Like 150, by the way, is like four to five HIT, almost strength-based workout, power workouts yes. a week. It's yeah. it's even said that you, you can actually push your body to your 80% max, let me tell you. Right. Which is, uh, is, you know, I feel like people don't do that in generally when they're not even pregnant. <laughs> right. <laughs> At least a lot of people that I've seen or worked with. So the key here, though, honestly, is to remember to not push yourself to the point of exhaustion. Right. Or overheating. You can safely elevate your heart rate above 140 for short exercise sessions, say less than 30 minutes. And Honestly, you can start slow, especially if you're new to aerobic exercises, like we pointed out. But remember, it's, you know, about paying attention to your breathing, taking time to cool down after your workout. Stretching is important. It's not a sprint. It's a, more like a nine-month marathon training program. And if you're wondering, you know, how you can gauge your effort level, like we mentioned, the talk test, if you can maintain a conversation due to shortness of breath, you're likely to be pushing too hard if you can't speak. So ease it up a bit and just be aware of these things when you are working out. Yep. We're not here to set any athletic records. We're just here to nurture you, yourself, your baby, right? So that's busted. I think we can move on to myth eight. Yes. Myth number eight, exercise can cause dangerous overheating and dehydration. So we have touched a little bit upon this, but it's got half truth and half myth in this one, which is interesting. Yes, dehydration and overheating can be stressful for both mom and baby. Believe it or not, that 90% almost or 85 to 90% of people in general are dehydrated. How is that for an information? Okay. Not when you are pregnant, then imagine that how much more of a risk that can be on its own. So keeping hydrated is important. But saying that any exercise will cause this sort of to further increase or overheat your body or dehydrate you, you want to make sure the key here is that dangerous levels of either of those are not happening. Studies have shown that short bursts of exercises are generally fine and they don't raise your core body temperature to the level that is unsafe. When they are talking about overheating, actually things that are more stressful is external heat, like working out in a hot environment. Yeah, I think so too. I think, Zoe, it'd be great for you to tell listeners as to how much of water or how much of hydration is actually needed. You know, honestly, I recommend an average of three liters a day if you can push it to 3.5 and people will be like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> They're like, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. But you know how many times you'll be peeing and running to the bathroom with three, three and a half liters? You'll be peeing in a lot, you know? So let me look at And you anyways that. pee a lot when yeah. you're pregnant. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Awesome. So I think it's okay to break a sweat, you know, and you'll get flushed. Um, and know that again do the talk test so push it to your extremes be mindful hydration temperature and the duration of your workouts yep I just want to add here also a, a little bit about it's super important that you do keep sipping on water during your workouts to prevent dehydration keep that close and you want to avoid things like saunas hot tubs and generally hot or humid environments like we pointed out right? Temperature control settings when you exercise is what you're looking for. 
So, myth is partially busted. Let's look at it like that way. Exercise can be safely done with proper precautions. And, you know, you just want to keep your hydrations levels up. Myth number nine. I'm loving these last two ones. Okay, these ones are fun. Okay. Prenatal yoga is enough. I'm exercising, aren't I? Which is what I get from a lot of people when I ask them, are they working out and staying active during pregnancy? They're like, yeah, I do yoga. Now, I have nothing against yoga, okay? Prenatal yoga is a wonderful form of exercise. Honestly, it does offer lots of benefits, especially during pregnancy. It can help with your flexibility, reduce your stress, enhance your mental well-being. But the question is, is it enough? Really depends on your specific needs, your current state of health, and your fitness goals. It's generally a good idea to always have a balanced fitness routine. And this goes for everybody, which includes aerobics, aerobic exercise, strength training, and flexibility as well. Prenatal yoga can be a component of this regimen, but you might want to think about incorporating other forms of exercise as well as forms of strength training, which could include body weight, resistant bands, and weightlifting. Just you need, you know, your healthcare provider needs to be involved and know what you're doing, especially if you're new to exercise. Agreed. I mean, I think prenatal yoga is like the precursor, right? That, I mean, that is a basic that everyone does and should do. I, I see everybody yeah, doing yeah. that. I mean, yeah. I did it too. And I was like, okay, yeah, now what? Mm, you know, like, <laughs> I just felt that. And obviously, because I'm, you know, I've been working out. Uh, so it was different, but I can, I think you need more. You definitely need more. So like you said, you know, weightlifting, strength, resistance, nothing like it. Add it to your routine and, you know, uh, get a balanced, broader fitness routine going. Honestly, now we have saved the best one for last because this is my favorite myth yes. of all time. <laughs> um, and that is, this is a time to do absolutely nothing. Relax and let your body do its thing. I get this all the time, right? You're overworking, you're pushing yourself. Why don't you just relax? Now, you know, it's like saying that, hey, when you're pregnant, you're, it's time to sit down and stay there for nine months is what many people would love. Okay, especially for me, I get this a lot. And I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. We're all for self-care and taking it easy when needed. But honestly, this myth needs serious debunking, as we have pointed out. Let's clear the air. Being pregnant does not mean that you are fragile and you need to abandon your fitness goals. In fact, you've been active before. You're encouraged to keep up the good work, honestly. To all people, you know, who are into marathons, CrossFit, listen up. If you're in your early stages of pregnancy and you've been active, you can still lace up your trainers, you can go running and you can hit the weight rack, okay? Just maybe avoid things like close contact sports, right? That's important to remember. Completely. I mean, it's, it's shocking that, you know, when you think that your body is going through the hardest time, you're actually advised to do nothing about it, right? And just sit there and just be a couch potato, literally. And that's the best thing that you can do. Of course, you have to remember your body will change, right? There are certain exercises, movements that you can't do, that you can do, um, that you could do and you cannot do now. Center of gravity will shift, you know, you're going to put on weight. Things will be different, but you've got to keep moving. Please don't sit there and just let your body, think your body is going to magically train itself into for that marathon and that big day. It, honestly, because, you know, let's not also forget here that hormonal changes are massive. They're not just making you crave weird food combinations. That's a real thing. They're also going to affect your joints and your ligaments. So while I want to keep a word of caution here. While you can keep up with your routine, you're likely to have to adjust things as you move along. And you just have to remember that you don't need to throw in the towel completely if you are feeling up to it, and which you should. If you've had, you have a normal pregnancy, you should go ahead. Be active, continue to be. And if you haven't, you can start slowing down. You can start slow and, you know, just sort of build it up with ease. And, you know, exercise can be a very healthy part of your pregnancy journey. And just to reiterate, always consult with your healthcare provider uh, about your exercise regime, especially because of the changes that your body goes through. And you, like we said, you don't have to give up physical fitness. You just need to be more mindful, more flexible and more open to understanding what's real, what's not real, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. And the more you tune into your body, the more you'll be able to uh, sail through easily. Honestly, I, I think this is myth number 10 and I want to end 
by appropriately putting in this little piece of information here. Because honestly, the final take home about all of these myths is this, okay? You basically can imagine how athletes will spend months and months conditioning their bodies for their big game, right? Picture this. Guess what? Pregnancy is your training season and motherhood is the championship game that will never, ever end, okay? Right? Imagine this. Yeah, you have heard me. You're not just growing a baby. You're gearing up for honestly the most physically demanding but rewarding role of your life. Honestly, like I said, I love myself some yoga. It's great for stretching, relaxation, and mental clarity. But listen, if you think yoga alone is going to prepare you for the daily Olympics of motherhood, let's rethink this game plan, honestly. Yoga poses involve a lot of long static holes, as you know. Your adorable future chaos creator, that is your baby, by the way, is not going to hold still, right? So whether you're talking constant weight shifts as they grow, not to mention the gymnastics of picking up toys, bags, and endless diapers, your daily life will be a whirlwind of twisting, turning, and good Lord, so many different feeding positions and sleep holding positions. So imagine this. I'm going to leave you with this little idea. One arm, you're cradling your baby. Another, you are pulling a diaper bag while you're trying to open a door, while trying to fold the stroller, hopping into the car, and don't forget maneuvering the car seat at the same time. That's not just exercise, friends. That honestly is a full-on functional fitness routine right there. You're going to need stamina, endurance, strength, and agility to juggle all of that at once. So don't just prepare your body for the baby, prepare for the whole baby circus. Because honestly, if that's not the epitome of full body fitness for the next four years and beyond, I honestly don't know what is. So please trust me, you need to get moving for what's to come. Yeah. And I mean, just the fact that all of that is meant to be done by, and your body will miraculously get ready by just lying on a couch. No, it's mm-hmm. not. It's not going to happen. No. It's just not no. going to happen. So, forget what the research. Even if you leave the research aside, you can just put two and two together. Nine months lying on a couch, birth, whatever that might be, and then suddenly you've got this child. That's a marathon in itself. And then suddenly you got this child and a stroller and a feeding bottle and a position and a this and a that. And then your body just can't deal with it. It has to be trained. Your muscles. Your you know all of it. So. Anyways, guys, I think we covered a lot. I think we've, you know, we've tried to take the research, break it down into ways that you will find it relatable into these myths. And now we come to our very favorite part, the rapid fire round. So like we always do, this is basically where we're going to ask some rapid fiery questions. And Zoe and I are going to respond with the first thing that comes to our mind. And so are we ready? We are ready. Question number one, is it selfish to exercise for body aesthetics during pregnancy? No. No. All right, yes. (laughs) Is it safer to exercise during the first trimester? Yes. Okay. I wasn't sure, to be honest. Yes. Is it it safe to exercise in the first trimester? Yeah. Yes. Of course. And is it safer, actually? I think it's the same throughout all the three, right? Yeah, you, your body will just need to be adjusted yeah. to certain movements. That's it. Yeah. Should pregnant women avoid exercising that involve lying on their back? No. No. Yeah. And how has pregnancy changed your perception of your body for better or for worse? For better. For better. It's, yeah. It's, our, our bodies are incredible. But our bodies are incredible. Like what they can do, nobody else can do. Exactly. I think it's in the mind. You know, people think that, oh, I'm pregnant. I can eat anything I want. I can just... You know, and then they kind of go into that zone, but uh, it's. It, I think it's a process of evolving. So, is it true that aerobic exercises can re uh, can increase um, the risk of miscarriages? No, false. No. Okay. Should pregnant women avoid weightlifting? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can too much physical activity take away from important nutrients to the baby? No, not at all. Not at all. Exercise actually improves your circulation, which in turn gets nutrients better equipped to your baby. Exactly. What's your take on maternity shoots? Empowering or more pressure to look a certain way? I'd say more pressure. 
Oh, I don't like them. No. <laughs> really? Well, I I literally oh, I just did one two days ago, and I have to say, when I'm looking at them, I have to say I feel more empowered because you know nice. I'm just like, damn, that turned out all right. You look good, you know, big belly, but you look, you know, you look strong. You look confident, and that's important. You look like makes what you look good. like. Okay, please. <laughs> No, no. It's all about making time and putting yeah, in that yeah, effort. That's yeah. all I can say, and and knowing better. So that's what we are hoping to, you know, give to everybody with this episode is information. Yeah. So can exercise reduce prenatal depression, anxiety? Yes. Big yes. Big yeah, yes. For sure. Yeah. And the last one: Is it true that exercising too much will lead to a low birth weight baby? No. 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 It doesn't actually, because the baby will take what it needs from you as much as it needs. And honestly, having a leaner baby and you being leaner with less body fat is, in the long run, a better situation for both you and baby. You don't want excess body fat just floating around. Yeah. So, and I can say that I exercised throughout my pregnancy, and my daughter was four kg. So no, I mean, case in point, proven. <laughs> <laughs> That is, wow, 4 kgs is like insane. That's well done you. Yeah. Well done you. So there you have it, listeners. Exercise is not just for keeping the weight off, like we said, but it's about boosting your mood. It can fundamentally alter your pregnancy experience. And to honestly, to all our fierce and fearless moms out there, remember that your prenatal fitness is not just for you. It's for your baby too. And I think you've hung out with us long enough. And honestly, you deserve a virtual high five for sticking around. And of course, this is where we wrap out, where we wind down. But we always want to leave you with our fierce and fearless uh, moment. You know, it's you've been amazing. And we've, we've also been amazing by trying to put it under one hour, by the way. <laughs> so let's, I think we've done a great job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think, Zoe, why don't you go first? And then I'll wrap up with my uh, FNF moment. Yes. Okay. So, ladies... Pregnancy is an unbelievable time in a woman's life. Honestly, this is my second round. Your body is honestly powerful. It's a machine that's growing another human being. That in itself is a superpower. And it's some serious super level stuff. It's a roller coaster emotionally and physically. And like one moment you're overjoyed, the next you're tired and you're ready for a nap. And if you have another kid in 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 the you know situation, God, it's a confusing time, honestly. But Here's the kicker. While you're anticipating, you're celebrating, or maybe even decorating that nursery, honestly, you've got to remember that your body needs you to step up your game. That doesn't just mean eating well and getting enough sleep. It means moving, stretching, and lifting. And I'm honestly talking about exercise. Start moving and shaking as early as you can in that pregnancy. Trust me, the perks are going to be endless. Make it a non-negotiable on your pregnancy checklist to do. Because remember... At the end of the day, which I keep hammering home about, knowledge is power. If you're pregnant, you owe it to yourself and your future mini-me's to get educated. Hit the books, read those research papers, listen to podcasts, just like ours, wink, wink. The more you know about what's good for you and your baby, the better decisions you're going to make. And the less daunting, honestly, this whole process will be. So keep growing that brain while you are growing that belly. The most empowered mom is an informed mom. And let's face it, empowered moms are going to raise empowered kids. Amen to that. Right. That was great. I think that was a great take home and a summary of what we've discussed. I think my take home, of course, I've learned a lot today as well. And I would like to talk a bit more about mind and body connection because I felt that, that it really helped me during my pregnancy. Exercise obviously released all the good stuff. It allowed me to relax it allowed me to just get through the day and I listened to a lot of meditative music so that was like an example of how I would relax my mind pre you know post a good workout or something and that really actually helped um, Shivaya as well I feel that she is the child that she is she is calm uh, because of the amount of meditative music I listen to so do those things that you feel might help you might help your child and you know keeping the environment calm listening to certain kind of music, reading certain kind of books, maybe even avoiding to watch uh, certain kind of uh, movies or um, shows does help. And there is a fair amount of research, you know, uh, to say that. And, you know, like I said, as a, te- you know, of course, Zoe would exercise through pregnancy, but as a normal person, <laughs> I, I did, I'm normal. <laughs> I did exercise through my uh, pregnancy. And I think that 
because I did and because I gave that my body that fair chance, I, I wanted a water birth. And um, I planned for it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And I went through like nine gynecologists and I found one who was good to give me a proper, you know, you knew what a water birth was and I could do it. And it just so happened that my amniotic fluid uh, burst and, you know, she pooped. So she passed meconium. And that in the books of any gynae is an immediate emergency C-section, right? That's really the exact opposite of what I had planned. But I said that, listen, doc, my baby's heart rate is okay. I think that that's the most important thing because I've trained her to be okay, you know, through these stressful environments. And um, so let me let me just see if I can go through labor, right? I, I understand a water birth is not possible, but let's try just a natural delivery. So we did, you know, we did together go through at least 12 to 14 hours. Her, her heart rate was beautiful. It was stable. but when she, I had to go in for a C-section and we obviously realized that because she was a 4 kg baby, I am so glad I did not have oh, a natural I, birth. I, I, <laughs> I was just, just going to say. <laughs> you know, she looked out for me, dude. Like she totally knew yeah, that totally. Mama, you would have a really tough time. So I ain't budget no matter what you are. So I think, you know, it just says that you really cannot plan what happens, but you have to train for all outcomes. And I think just all of that training and all of, you know, good level exercise allowed her to maintain a heart rate and me wanting to do whatever I wanted to do, even if that's not the outcome I got. So prep for everything and, you know, keep your body strong and uh, movement allows you to do that. Love it. Honestly, Sonali, I love it. This was, uh, this was a fabulous one. Honestly, uh, listeners, thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned for our next episode, which will deal with all things postpartum, which makes sense and a good continuation to this um, episode. Thank you for tuning in to Fierce and Fearless, our podcast. Please note that the content provided in this episode is based on our research and is expressed as our personal opinions and views. While we strive for accuracy and authenticity, we recommend that listeners seek personalized advice from their qualified professionals regarding any health or wellness topics that have been discussed. Always consult with your healthcare provider before making any changes to your lifestyle or routine. All right. Ladies, stay fierce, stay fearless. Well, ladies, that's a wrap on another really energizing episode of Fierce and Fearless. We hope our conversation has sparked something within you and given you some fiery inspiration to carry your day forward. And remember, you're not just our listeners. You're our tribe, our community, and we're eager to hear your thoughts, your stories, and all your questions. So just don't even for a second hesitate to reach out to us on any of our platforms or Instagrams. Share your victories, your challenges, and let's keep the energy rolling and this powerful dialogue going. Don't forget to follow our show on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. We've got a collection of empowering discussions waiting just for you. So until next time, ladies, remember you are fierce, you are fearless, and you are part of a vibrant sisterhood. Stay bold and keep shining.